Hello, and welcome to the fifth episode of the Good Lift Podcast. This is your host, Erica Stevens, and today we will be talking about fatigue and fatigue management. Um, This is something I see a lot while I'm at the gym, is that people aren't necessarily managing fatigue, um, not necessarily even just in the physical sense. So at least in my opinion, I'll say there's three types of fatigue, um, physical fatigue, mental fatigue, and emotional fatigue. And they're all going to affect your training differently. They're all going to affect um, your approach to a workout differently. So managing each of them is its own um, battle. And how you approach managing them is going to be different as well. So the first one that we can tackle here is physical fatigue. And that's probably the most straightforward of the types of fatigue because the work that you're putting in is directly affecting that fatigue. Um, So say you're doing your program, you're following along, all of a sudden everything starts feeling like crap, everything's heavy. Um, The next week, again, everything feels like crap, everything feels heavy, everything's moving slowly. Uh, That's when you have to sit down and, and determine if the load is too heavy or if the fatigue is too high. So that's when you would kind of look at um, the amount of work you're doing and the intensity that that work is at. They kind of go hand in hand, whether or not it's a too load of a too high of a load or if it's too much volume. Um, but in the end, you kind of manage them the same way. You either dial back, take a deload, or remove something from the mix. So a lot of times, um, in particular, if I have athletes that are kind of hitting their fatigue threshold, but the weight is still moving decently, but they're saying that they're tired, so on and so forth, I will actually remove accessories first and try and get in that main movement. Um, Accessories are important, for building stabilization, building um, the smaller muscles, you might not hit quite as direct when you're doing a main movement. However, those could be added fatigue that you don't necessarily need depending on what point in prep you're in. Um, You can adjust the accessories to be different so that they're not so taxing. But accessories are usually my go-to to reduce because The way that I have trained and the way that I train people is that repetitions of the main movement are the most important. You're never going to perfect technique. You're never going to um, get better movement patterns if you're not doing that movement. So while the variations are important and while the accessories are important, especially for beginner, beginning lifters, getting those repetitions under your belt are is probably first and foremost the most important thing that I would recommend. Um, So that's a way that you can kind of look at your fatigue management for the main movements. And that is saying I don't take out accessories or whatever until my clients or myself, my sleep sleep is on point, um, my diet's on point. So yeah, life, life can get in the way and can affect your physical fatigue levels. However, you have control over your sleep for the most part. Um, if you're not sleeping well, try melatonin. 
try there's other sleep aids out there i don't really recommend loading up on like benadryl or zequil but at times those can help um there's also plenty of other homeopathic type um sleep aids but if you're not sleeping you're not going to perform well so that's another one if if you can make it through the main movements maybe make it through half your accessories that's a win um it's almost like taking your entire workout and making it rpe based but the rpe is how much can you complete before you feel completely exhausted um so that's an approach you can take as well to physical um, fatigue but try to get your sleep dialed in try to get your diet dialed in if you're not eating carbs you're gonna feel tired um yeah keto is awesome i feel so good but if you don't have carbs to like fuel you through your workouts you're probably not going to feel as great um but that's your decision if you want to do a diet like that um i'm not a high fat eater i am definitely a high carb eater so if you took away my carbs i'd probably be devastated and i'd barely be able to move but um let's see other factors that play into physical fatigue uh we've got intensity we've got sleep we've got diet um what else do you do do you have a physical job um, if you, if you're on your feet for 12 hours for your shift, and then you're trying to go to the gym and get in a good workout, your workouts should be built around the fact that you are on your feet for 12 hours a day. Um, if it's not a normal thing and you happen to have a few days or weeks where you're a little bit more manual labor than normal, adjust those weeks, maybe deload that week. Uh, don't expect everything to move the same as it always does because, again, you're adding uh, physical fatigue in there that you might not necessarily have on a normal week. Um, just listen to your body most most of all. Um, fatigue is a tricky one, and it'll sneak up on you. Uh, sometimes you don't necessarily feel it coming, and you just think, oh, well, the weight's moving a little bit slower because I um, it's getting heavier, but in all reality, you should be able to smoke that weight and you're not because your fatigue has been accumulating over however many weeks. Um, physical fatigue is extremely important to manage when you're coming into your taper and your peak. If you, if you blow your load and you all of a sudden have to deload like three weeks out, you might have just ruined your peak. Um, maybe not. Maybe that's just how your body is going to work but I know if I have to deload three weeks out and then come back hit one heavy and then take a deload week and then go into the meet my peak ended right after that first deload and my um, final week the meet is probably going to feel like garbage so you you want to make sure you keep a good eye on fatigue going into meet especially off season if you want to call it an off season is not quite as important for overall fatigue management physically because it's a you're a little bit more flexible where you can take a deload if you have to, um, but you still want to manage that. So, in my personal opinion, if you are constantly beating yourself to death and then every fourth week or every fifth week you have to take a deload, what if you didn't have to deload on that? fourth or fifth week? What if you could take a step back 
but not necessarily go as far back as you would need to say it's a real deload. Um, that's that's a way to um, essentially beat the system. I've had clients that were 308 weight class and they went 16 weeks before I had to give them a real deload and they actually didn't need the deload. I kind of forced them to because we were rolling into a meat prep. So there's ways around um, beating yourself to death all the time. And really it just comes down to fatigue management. There's so many ways to manage that. A lot of it's knowing yourself. And if you're a coach, it's knowing your client. It's understanding what your client does outside of the gym. It's knowing what you yourself do outside of the gym and being realistic about that. Like if you work construction and you're going to come in and you're like, I have four sets of eight today and it's about the max um, intensity that I can do for eight reps, but I'm going to do it. It'll be fine. Uh, you might not. It depends, but you're probably, your body's probably more tired than you're, than you're letting yourself believe. So be realistic. Listen to your body for this, um, physical fatigue. Um, the next type of fatigue I'll go into is mental fatigue. So just as much as a physical job can wear you down, so can a job that you're at a desk, but you're highly um, engaged all day. Um, I have this problem. I sit at a desk from 8 a.m. till 5 p.m. every day, and I'm an engineer, and I'm constantly doing highly mental um, evaluations and tasks that they're very draining. Um, I, you don't have to, you don't have to be on your feet doing a manual labor job for your job to literally exhaust you. Well, that's the case for me. Um, the, just the engagement and interaction with people and all of that, it's very taxing on me. So mental fatigue can be from stuff like that from work, or you can also be mentally fatigued. Say you, Say you had a workout last week and you were supposed to do a max set at 225, do as many reps as you can. You believed that you should be able to get six to eight and you got three or four. So that is going to be mentally taxing on you. You're going to carry that with you in most cases. So then if you're going to repeat that set this week, maybe it fuels you. Maybe it is something that you're pissed off and you're going to come in and you're going to rock eight to 10. But for a lot of lifters, you could have that in the back of your mind. And it's like, well, maybe I'm not strong enough to get six. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm only strong enough to get three or four. Um, so that's, that's its own type of fatigue. Uh, just like being insecure and not comp, not having confidence. That's, that's its own kind of fatigue. Um, so for what I do for mental fatigue, um, if possible, I try to break up my day. Um, so instead of sitting at my desk for eight to from eight to five, I'll try to take like three or four 30 minute breaks just to like, let my let my mind relax. Um, I don't really do anything. I, I usually try to just watch TV, like mindless television, nothing I have to like really concentrate on. Um, or I'll go for a short walk. 
or I'll go mow the grass. That doesn't take any mental capacity, really, unless the pattern gets all crazy, and then that's its own struggle. But um, try to take breaks throughout the day. It's the same as a mental or a physical break, right? If you if you're getting tired or exhausted, you take a short break, then you start to feel better, and you go back to work. Same concept. Um, if you're having mental fatigue in terms of like handling your workouts or getting through them, you should probably either dial back and then ramp back up. Um, just to build confidence, most of most of the mental fatigue within the gym is a confidence thing. Um, it could be an anxiety thing as well. Um, but do something that you know that you can do that's going to build confidence for the next week. Um, if you have a coach, talk to them about that. Tell them what you're feeling, that you're having doubts or um, that you're tired because of work or whatever. But... Those are important things to avoid. Um, and sometimes, honestly, uh, you need a deload, not because you're physically exhausted, but because you're mentally exhausted. Um, there's some, I have a friend at the gym right now, and her job is extremely demanding when it comes to the summer. And then by the time she gets off of work and is ready to come to the gym, she's fucking tired. Like, she, was she on her feet? Not necessarily. Was she running around like her, shaking with her head cut off? Maybe. But what's the most exhausting is sometimes the mental part of your job. And it actually happened this week. She was like, hey, I'm, I'm taking this week off and I'm going to I'm just going to come and do what I can. Then I'll be back at it next week. But it's not a mental exhaustion. It's a it's a or it's not a physical exhaustion. It's definitely a mental exhaustion. So her fatigue levels are high, but same things can help cure the mental side of fatigue as it can physical rest just chilling out taking a deload um it's it's really a simple thing diet could also be a factor um if you're just loading up on caffeine and you're getting like these like rushes and then all of a sudden you're having downs you might need to cut back on caffeine um i know caffeine is a huge problem in the powerlifting world everybody loves caffeine they love to have as much caffeine as they possibly can, um, but it's not always helpful. Maybe, maybe you only get like the the body buzz, but you don't get a mental buzz out of it. So that's a quick and easy way to kind of manage and uh, take care of your mental side of fatigue. Um, the last side of fatigue is emotional fatigue. Um, a lot of, a lot of people know, and a lot of people struggle with depression and anxiety, and you know how exhausting just existing can be when you're having a depressed period. Um, my recommendation if you're having just flat out emotional fatigue is to go to the gym and do whatever you can that's going to make you feel good. So I have periods where I feel depressed and I'm just not in the mood to be at the gym. I'm not in the mood to lift. I'm not in the mood to do anything. I just want to lay on the couch. Um, when I hit those periods, I don't always just 
force myself to do what I've written for myself on my program. A lot of times, that's when I'd hit a lot of dumbbell work, a lot of um, accessories. I just go in and try and get my endorphins running so that even if I only feel better for that night, um, I feel better. But eventually, if I'm consistent, it'll pull me out of that kind of tired, groggy, depressed feeling. And that might not be for everybody. Everybody has their own ways to get out of their little funks or their little depressed states. Um, but I would recommend doing something like that, even if it's just going for a walk in the sunshine, um, depending where you live, sunshine might be hard to come by. Um, I live in Ohio, so there's like a 90% chance that it'll be cloudy every day, but, um, going for a walk helps a lot. Uh, go for a drive with the windows down. Um, if you have a hobby other than lifting, like I like to ride my motorcycle, Getting out on my motorcycle is one of the many things that as soon as I get off and I'm home and I'm just like so happy and I'm so relaxed and so relieved. So emotional fatigue can honestly be the worst out of all of them, I would say. Um, physical, man, you just take care of yourself. You just go to sleep. But emotional fatigue is one of those things that you just might not have any control over. And you may just have to wait out whatever you're feeling. But don't let a, a, a rough patch or a hard time that you're going through be the reason that you don't do anything for yourself. Um, laying on the couch definitely isn't going to help you. However, getting to the gym and doing four supersets and then leaving, you don't have to talk to anybody. You don't have to do anything. Put your headphones in. Just go in. Get some endorphins going and leave. And I guarantee you, you'll be happy that you did it. Um, I've never left the gym and not been happy that I went, even if it was like pulling teeth to get me there. So just do what you can when you're in an emotional state of high fatigue. Um, overall, sleep helps most of them, except for emotional. But don't, don't let fatigue stop you. Just you have to be smarter about fatigue. Um, and if we, if we go back and kind of look at all three, they, they all work together. You could be more than one. You could be all three. You could just be completely drained. And that's okay. Just acknowledge that that's what's happening and then figure out how you're going to tackle it. Um, if you have a coach, communicate these feelings to them. If you program for yourself, just be realistic with yourself on what you're feeling and what, what you're going through at this point in time. Um, but especially if you have a coach, make sure that they know what you're feeling, what you're going through. Um, if you have any type of clinical depression or clinical anxiety, if you're on anxiety meds, if you're on depression meds, if you're bipolar, really make sure that your coach knows that. Make sure that they know what you're going through all the time because they are the ones that can help you get through it in terms of your workouts they might not be able to like pull the rabbit out of the hat and make you feel better. That's not that's not the solution, but they can rearrange things to help you get through and not completely be miserable because you're not hitting the numbers that you that you have written on the paper that you expect yourself to be hitting. Um, honesty and planning can help you get 
a long way. Communication is the key. I know I've said communication is the key on probably every podcast I've done so far, but it really is. Just being able to open up and talk to your coach, it's very, very important. Um, If you don't have a coach that you can do that with, you might want to consider looking for another coach because your coach is there to help you. And if you have opened up to your coach and they're not understanding about maybe you have depression and you're just miserable right now and you can't get through the workouts, if they're not understanding of that and they're not willing to like adjust your week, look for another coach because that's just not being a good human um, and that's not being a good coach. Coaches should be flexible with you. I know I've said this before. Um, your coach is your ally in getting stronger. They're your guide. And if you can't give them some form of feedback and then be able to adjust for what you need, then they're probably not the coach for you. Um, just just keep trucking. Um, I know I'm going through with the with my back injury right now. I am going through a pretty mentally exhausting time right now. Um, I have hit the point where I'm struggling to stay positive and it could quickly turn into like rage and frustration. Um, I'm doing my best to not do that, but holding that back and trying to just go to the gym and do what I can. It's extremely mentally exhausting. Um, but I'm dialing back where I can. I'm doing what I can. I'm identifying exercises that I can do that don't cause any additional pain. And I'm tackling those and I'm going in hard on them. Um, like yesterday, I went into the gym. Uh, my little one, Jessica Oaks, shout out to her. I put her through one hell of a accessory superset um, workout, but I kind of just made her do it. One, because she needs it. And two, because I needed somebody to pace me so that I didn't so that I didn't just sit down like a lump and kind of pout and sulk because I can't do what I wanted to do. Um, so thank you. Uh, thank you to everybody at the gym that's been supportive with me right now. I know I'm probably a terror to be around, but um, just just keep going. Sometimes it's hard. Um, be understanding about the people around you too. Um, I know it sucks to say, like especially if you have depression or whatever, but not everybody understands or knows what depression feels like. Um, not everybody around you is going to know what anxiety feels like. There are definitely those people around you that are going to be like, well, just be happy. Just do this. Just do that. And we all know it's not that easy to get out of that that little uh, funk, I'll call it, that you're in. That's what I call it when I'm feeling off. I say I'll feel off or I'm in a funk. But not everybody's going to understand it. So as understanding as you want them to be about how you feel, you also kind of have to be understanding that they may not actually know what it feels like to truly feel depressed or anxious. Um, Just put your head down, put your headphones in. If people aren't necessarily accepting or not really accepting, but they're just not understanding because they don't know, um, put your headphones in, do your workout, go home. You'll feel better about the workout. Um, Surround yourself with people who do understand. Um, Maybe there's someone in particular that 
always kind of helps you pull out of a bad spot and you just just text them tell them be honest be like hey being around you makes me smile makes me laugh makes me happy i need a little bit of that do you want to go to the gym together do you want to go to dinner whatever do what you have to do um but don't just sit don't let it consume you don't let this fatigue rule you um especially the mental especially the emotional um physical again Physical, literally the only way to fix it is rest and adjusting the program. Um, so just be smart. Communicate with your coach. You can overcome anything. We are all strong badasses, and nothing in this world can hold us back as long as we put our minds to it and we go for it. Um, but overall, that's kind of all I have to say. This was going to be a quick one anyways. Um, if you have any questions or any need any advice uh shoot me a message at e.stevens11 on instagram or you can shoot me a message on the good lift apparel page um good underscore lift underscore apparel on instagram if you shoot me a message on either of those i'll be happy to help you or happy to talk about whatever you're going through even if you just want to bullshit for a little bit shoot me a message um my inbox is always open um, thank you for listening. If you tuned in, uh, this is, this has been a big, um, growing kind of thing for me. Uh, this is actually one of my like most uncomfortable things that I do. I absolutely hate recording. I absolutely hate hearing my own voice on recording. Um, I'm going to try to roll into doing videos with the recordings here soon and try to put those on YouTube as well. Um, especially since I kind of don't edit these very much. I just make it raw as if you're sitting across from me talking to me at the gym or at the, at a restaurant or whatever. But, um, these are an emotionally taxing thing for me to do because I really hate it. But, um, 2021 is the year of doing things that make me uncomfortable so here we are, um, episode five. Uh, I hope you enjoyed what I had to say today. Uh, I appreciate every listen. Um, if you could subscribe, uh, leave a five-star review or less stars. If Give me an honest opinion. I don't want you to just throw me five stars, although I appreciate five stars. And then leave me an honest review. Um, I would be more than happy to get some feedback and be able to grow this into something even better. So thank you for your time. I hope you enjoyed it and have a wonderful weekend.